Amen. Now, 2 Corinthians in chapter 5, verse 7, verse 7. Can we read that together? Can we all read it together? For what? We walk by faith and not by sight. In other words, if I see before I walk, then it is not by faith. We walk by what? We walk by faith and not by sight. Praise the name of the Lord. If you go with me to Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1. Can we read verse 17 together? Romans chapter 1 verse 17. What does it say? For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from what? From faith to faith as it is written what? The just shall live by faith. Praise the Lord. Now let's have Galatians chapter 3 verse 11. Galatians chapter 3, verse 11. What does it say? Fight. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. For the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. First of all, it says we do what? We walk by faith and not by sight. That's one. Then again it says, for the what? Just shall live by faith. So we exist by how? We exist by faith. Shout amen somebody. Now, if you went with me to Hebrews or go with me to Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 38. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 38. What does this say? Can we read together? Hebrews 10 and 38. Now the just shall live by faith. Amen. Yes. The just shall live by faith. Everybody say the just shall live. Say like you believe the just shall live by faith. By faith. By faith. Not by feeling. Right? Not by feeling. Right? By faith. Not by what you touch. Not by what you see. But by faith. The just shall live by faith. Can you shout amen? Can you shout praise the Lord? Now, if you went with me also in the Old Testament, if you go with me in the Old Testament to uh, the book of Habakkuk, the book of Habakkuk, 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 uh-huh, Tatiana, two, and four. Can we read together? Yes. Uh huh. Now, now it adds his faith. The just shall exist by his faith. It adds faith this time. First of, I mean, his faith this time. In the beginning, it says the just shall live by faith. Just said faith. But now it says by what? By his faith. Praise the name of the Lord. Okay, so, so I've, got to, I've got to live by faith. In Romans chapter 12 verse 3, the Bible says what? It said, as God has dealt to every man, what? The measure of faith. Tell somebody, I have faith. I have faith. Say, I walk by faith. I, faith. I have faith. I have. Now you have faith because God gave it to you. You couldn't be saved if you had no faith. Amen. See, in Ephesians 2 verse 8, the Bible says what? For by grace, through faith, we have been saved. So everyone here today has got what? Faith. Tell somebody I have faith. Now, if you didn't have faith, you couldn't have woken up this morning and come to church, right? So there's faith there. Tell the devil, I have faith. That's why I'm in church. Praise the Lord. Now, it doesn't matter what you're feeling. You still have faith, right? You have faith because God gave it to you. Amen. Now, in the book of Hebrews chapter 12, the Bible says that Jesus is the author and the finisher of that faith that he gave me. See that? Now, I have it, but then when I need an answer to a particular prayer, 
I've got to depend on Jesus to give me a portion of that faith that is necessary for that situation. Does that make sense? You see, Jesus is the only one that can do it. So you can't do it by yourself. You can't just wake up and start naming and claiming like that. You've got to have Jesus orchestrate. Now, in that scripture, the Bible says that Jesus is the pathfinder. Jesus is the pathbreaker. Jesus is a trailblazer. Jesus is the leader. Jesus is the one that breaks a path and, and, and tells me, follow me. So, hallelujah. Now, if I need a breakthrough in my faith, Jesus has got to come in to lead the way. He's got to come in and lead me. He's got to come in and direct me. Can you shout praise the Lord somebody? Now, so faith then that is inside of me needs to be prompted, needs to be moved by the Holy Spirit in Christ Jesus. I need God to direct me. I need Jesus to direct me in this area of faith. If you believe that, shout amen. amen. No, if you believe that, shout amen. amen. If you know that's your portion, shout praise the Lord. Now, last Sunday we spoke about Father Abraham, if you remember some of you. Father Abraham, how did he believe God when there was no Bible? See, the time of Abraham, there was no Bible. Was Abraham a Christian? Was Abraham a Christian? No. Huh? No. How many say no? How many say yay? Huh? Was he a Christian? See, there was no Christianity then, so, so Abraham couldn't have been a Christian. He was a believer, all right, and he's the father of us all by faith, but that doesn't mean that he was a Christian. You see, Christian, Christianing, or Christians came after Christ. You see, Christ physically was not here yet at the time. Can you shout praise the Lord somebody? Now, anyway, so we learned about his faith, Father Abraham, his kind of faith. That was last Sunday we talked about it. Now, if you go with me then to Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. Are we there together? Hebrews chapter 11. Can we read from verse number 17? Hebrews chapter 11 from verse 17. By faith, Abraham, By faith, Abraham did what? When he was tried or tested, yes, offered up who? Isaac, his only begotten son, the only son he had. When he was tested by God, he did what? Offered up his only son, Isaac. Go ahead. He had received the promises offered up who? His only begotten son, who was the son of promise. He offered everything about a promise. Gone. Gone. He just, he just like said, God take him. Amen. Go ahead. Of whom he was said. In Isaac shall what? Shall what? In Isaac shall thy seed be. But then you have offered me that Isaac. So there's no more seed in the natural. Speaking naturally. He offered up Isaac. He gave his all to the Lord. After God gave it to him, gave him Isaac, he gave Isaac back to the Lord. Can you shout praise the Lord somebody? Now, what's what's say next? Accounting. That God was able to what? Raise him from, even from the dead. From whence also he received him in a what? In a figure. Give a lot of big clap offering. Everybody say Accounting. I can hear you say accounting. accounting. Now, he accounted. Another scripture says he conceded. Okay? And last Sunday, we, 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 we said that scripture. We said that Abraham logically, Abraham what? Logically thought through the process, used the word, and logically, of course, the, the word logic comes from logos. We talked about it last Sunday. So, Abraham looked at the situation, he logically walked through it, and he arrived at one conclusion only, and that conclusion was, it doesn't matter the fact that I'm giving God Isaac, I'm going to have him back. Matter of fact, matter of fact, not just have him back, God is going to raise him from the dead. 
Matter of fact, I also believe even if God killed him or God took him, God will bring him back. Can you shout praise the Lord somebody? So in his reasoning, in that type of reasoning, you reason God. You see God in the equation. See, in the natural reasoning, you see you in the equation. Now, when you reason with Logos, with the God kind of reasoning, you always see God. And then you always conclude the way God wants you to conclude. And you don't miss God when you reason with the Logos kind of reasoning. Now, so there are two kinds of minds. Tell some of the two kinds of minds. I say, like you believe, say there are two kinds of minds. Okay, so there's a mind controlled by me. Tell somebody, there's a mind controlled by me. Uh, you know, say like you believe it. So there's a mind controlled by me. And then there's a mind controlled by the Spirit of God. Now shout hallelujah. Amen. Can you shout hallelujah? Now that's what we find in the book of Romans chapter 8 from verse number 5 further down to up to verse number 13. It speaks about the carnal mind. My mind of the me, the mind of the you can control your mind of the you. Now, the mind of the you is always about you. It's never about God. Somebody hurt me. Somebody did that. Somebody did so and so. That's in your mind. And when you dwell on the mind controlled by you, the Bible says is enmity with God. You is enmity. Flesh is enmity. A mind controlled by you in terms of your thoughts, your imaginations, all of your, 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 your reasoning, your feelings, your thoughts, your everything. The mind is influenced, controlled by your thoughts is going to create enmity between you and God. The Bible calls it death. And when anything is dead, it can't receive anything. When that mind is dead, it can't receive from the Lord. Man, he's just full of self. He can hear from God. He only hears one voice. And that voice is the voice of who? Me. Can't hear the voice of God. But it's in church. You see, the body's in church. The mind is at home. Amen. See, the body is looking at me like that, but the mind is not here. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. I say praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Abraham showed us in the Old Testament before the commandments came, before Mount Sinai. Before God gave the commandments, there was a man that knew how to walk by faith. There was a man that knew the language of faith. There was a man that understood the God of faith. There was a man that knew there is a God that required that we walk by faith. His name is what? Father Abraham. How did he do it? How did he succeed? Hebrews chapter 11, what we just read. He led his mind, he led his reasoning, he led his thinking be full of the logos. He let his thinking have to do what? With what? The word. He let his reasoning be permeated, be saturated. He let his, even his talking from within himself be saturated with what? The logos. The Bible says that he logically, logically what? Concluded. I'm giving you my son. But guess what? I'm not worried. Because I know. I see him coming back. See, I see the blessing coming back. Whatever I give to you is coming back by faith. Lord, I've sown that seed. It's coming back. Lord, I've given that seed, but it's coming back. 
By faith I receive that seed because I see it. As I give it, I see it coming back. Full measure, praise down, shaking together and running over. Can you shout praise Lord somebody? Whatever you give to the Lord of your time, of your sacrifice, of your seed, of everything you give to the Lord. Do you see it coming back? I said, do you see it coming back? Yes, it's coming back. I said, yes, it's coming back. In the name of Jesus, if you believe that, shout hallelujah. Now, when you have logosically, I told you they keep coming. That's another one. This is TVpedia. When you have what? Logosically. Everybody say logosically. Say like you just got your PhD. Logosically. Yeah, yeah. Say, say, say with an attitude. Logosically. See, when you go in a restaurant, next time tell them, have you heard about Logosically? <laughs> Glory to Jesus. Have you heard about Logosically? <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Abraham sat down and reasoned. Everybody say he reasoned. So God says in Isaiah chapter 1 verses 18 and 19, come now, let's do what? Let's reason. God says, I want to reason with you. I'm not, look, look, I'm not afraid of what you think. I want you to what? Reason. That's when Philippians chapter 4 verse 8 says, whatever things are what? True, honest, just, da 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 do what? Think on this. I want you to think. I want you to reason. I want you to walk with me. But, there's a different kind of reason. It's got to be what? Logos. Hold your brakes. Logosically. Can't just think anyhow. Whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, if there be a of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. When you think on these things, anxiety will run away from your doorsteps. You're with me so far? Now, tell somebody it's time to start word reasoning. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's the other type of reason we're going to come back come to that in just a minute. You see, but, but let's go to uh, 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 Matthew chapter 12. Matthew chapter 12. Matthew chapter 12. Are you there with me? Matthew 12 and verse... Number 34. Can we read together? What does it say? Oh, generation of vipers. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. Out of the abundance of what? The heart, the mouth automatically speaks. Out of words plenty inside, the mouth will speak. Your mouth can only say what you have. No. Your, ma your mouth can only say what you have. Correct? No. Correct? No. I just gave you the answer. Correct? No. Your mouth can only say, thank you, Father, what you have on the inside. Is that correct? Okay. Everybody say correct. Raise your hand up. Bless you. Everybody say not correct. Raise your hand up. Uh-huh. Everybody not sure, raise your hand up. Uh-huh. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, give everybody a big clap offering. Amen. I want you to follow this because it's going to bless you. It's going to bless you. Honestly, bless you. It's blessing me every day. Watch this. The Bible never said, out of what's in your heart, the mouth speaketh. The Bible says, what you have. In your heart, not in your head. See, what you have in your head don't come in the mouth. For spiritual things, that is. For spiritual things, that is. The Bible says, out of the abundance of what? What you have. So, what you have in your heart must be present in what? Abundance. For your mouth to be able to say it. If it is not in abundance... You would be waiting to get a word, but that word is not coming out. You know why it's not coming out? It's not in abundance. 
Pastor, how can I get a word from the Lord? Well, put his word in abundance. You have to have access. Access causes a mouth to speak. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 23. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 4 verse 23 and read together. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 23. What does it say? Keep your heart with all what? Diligence. For out of it are the what? Issues of life. Keep your heart with what? All diligence. Watch over your inside. For out of it are what? The issues of life. Can you shout amen somebody? 16 and 23. Proverbs 16 and 23. What does it say? The heart of the wise teaches his mouth. Of the wise will teach your mouth what to say. Your heart will teach you before the words even come out. If you're wise. First you say watch jealously over your heart. And then he says what? The heart of the wise will do what? Teach you. Will give you learning. You learn from your heart. From the inside, there's a school. There's a Bible school inside there. There's a Holy Ghost school on the inside of you. He said from inside of you, there's some, some place to get some good degrees inside. Oh my goodness. Can you shout praise Lord somebody? Now, so saturate that inside with what? With the logos, with the word. Feel it. Feel the inside with the word. Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6. Let's look at verse 16 and verse 17. Ephesians chapter 6. Amen. Ephesians chapter 6. What does it say? 16 and 17. Above all. Take the what? The shield. Everybody say shield of faith. I can hear shield of faith. Where would you shall what? Quench. Or the fiery dart of the wicked one. With the shield of faith, I can quench every witch, every wizard, every principality, every work of the devil. The shield of faith helps me to do what? Quench. Everybody say quench. What else does it say? Take the name of salvation. And now, no, I want you to see this. It says, well, and the sword of the spirit, which is what? The spoken word of God, which is the word of God. See, the sword of the spirit is the word of God. You just can't go to battle without your sword. You can't fight without your offensive weapon. You got to have that sword. But that sword is going to manifest from what? The abundance of what you put in your heart. If you put that sword plenty in your heart, it will automatically flow out in a time of need. It will teach you from your heart. It will instruct you. It will guide you. you it, will even, it will school you. That's how best to go. Can you shout praise Lord somebody? Now didn't we see Jesus take an example of that? In Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4. Can we read that together? Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4. What does this say? Can we read together? But he answered and said... It has been written and the benefits extend to the now. It has been written and the benefits extend till today. Jesus is telling the devil. It has been written in the past. And the benefits of what has been written in the past extends to this moment that I'm talking to you. Hallelujah. It has been designed that what? Men shall what? Not live by bread only. But by what? Every word, notice, every word, every spoken word that is, every spoken word, every word that what? Proceedeth out of where? The mouth of God. Not your mouth, out of the mouth of God first. Every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God doth man leave. Hallelujah. You are so incomplete without a word from the Lord. Life is so boring without hearing from your father. 
Because he's alive and well. He wants to talk to somebody. He wants to have fellowship with somebody. He wants somebody to listen to him. God is saying, who can listen? Who is ready to listen to me? I got a word for you today. I got a logos for you. Which becomes a rhema. Is anybody listening to me? Now says Jesus said there's a formula. See, you, you, devil, Mr. Devil, you forget. Well, he's not worth Mr. But devil, you forget. Man cannot live by what? Bread, by food only, but by word. Every word that comes out of the mouth of God. Huh? Because he's the author and finisher of my faith, he will give me a word. Out of the abundance of what I have stored. Because when in trouble, Matthew chapter 10. Matthew chapter 10. 10. Verses 19 and 20. Are we there together? What does it say? When they do what? When they deliver you up. Uh-huh. Yes. It is not you that what? Speak. But what? The spirit of your father. Which what? Speaking. When you are in trouble. There is a voice that is trying to tell you something. There's somebody trying to talk to you. Anytime you're faced with a trial, with a tribulation, there's a voice. There's a voice. There's somebody. There's a voice. There's somebody trying to talk to me. The Bible says he's the spirit of God. He's trying to say something. Can you shout hallelujah somebody? There's a voice that is trying to talk to us whenever we have a challenge. Yeah, but I didn't hear it. I didn't hear it the last time. Well, don't mean it wasn't there. I, didn't, I, I mean, Pastor, I tried. I even tried to fast. In fact, the more I fasted, the less I heard. Yeah, sometimes it's that way because the fast is not really happening. How many times have we fasted and God says, well, this is not my kind of fast? Did somebody shout Amen. You only need to look at Isaiah 58, then you see the God kind of fast, right? That's not our subject this morning because it's not every fast that is a God kind of fast. Can you shout praise the Lord somebody? Now, so he said, what does it say in that word? He said what? It has been written, man cannot live by what? Bread. Just not bread alone. So we have to have the word. Tell somebody you have to have the word. It, it, when I'm in trouble, that word should pop out of my inside. Come out of my inside. Amen. Proverbs chapter 18. Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 21. Proverbs 18 and 21. I, I can't hear. Can we read it loud and clear? Death and life are what? In the power of a tongue and what? And they that love it shall what? Eat the fruit thereof. So your mouth kills or your mouth builds. Your mouth kills or your mouth heals. Your mouth prospers or your mouth destroys. But it's coming from where? The abundance of what's in the heart. You see that? See, I've got to have a, a tank farm. I would say tank farm. Tank farm of the word. So see, then the Holy Ghost can pick and choose. Today he's going to pick on this. Tomorrow he's going to take that sword. Tomorrow it's another sword. And it's another sword. And the word is hitting you. Boom, boom, boom from every side. Because you never know what sword you need for what battle. That's why it's good to have the God kind of reasoning. The logos reasoning. Logosically reasoning the word. Reason the word. And if your reasoning is full of the word, you know you're on the right track. This is full of sympathy for yourself. 
getting yourself discouraged, you know that's a killer bee. That's about you. You just miss God. You just left him. He's trying to tell you something, but you're so busy talking to yourself. Your satellite dish is too full to receive anything. You're too busy. And it's too much you in the equation. God had no space. And Lord said, well, okay, I want to talk to you, but I can't, I can't, where are you? He said, but Lord, you know what? You have no idea what I've been going through, man. I'm telling you, it's crazy down here. And Lord said, well, I've been trying to talk to you three days ago. Because I got a word of healing for you. But you see, you can't receive because you're too busy about you. You see, what you're going through has filled your mind so much that there's no space for spirit-controlled reasoning. I want you to have spirit-controlled reasoning, like using the diaphragm to control breathing. See, the Bible uses that word, to use the diaphragm to control. He says what? I want your spirit to control you in a way that the diaphragm controls breathing. But you see, that's all happening in the mind. And it says, okay, hallelujah, I have the mind of Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 16. You have it, so let it work. That's why the Bible says in Philippians 2 verse 5, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. You have it, so let it be. It's not enough to have it. I've got to let it work. Let this mind work. You have it. The mind of Christ. He was in the form of God. He thought in a robbery to be equal with God but made himself of no reputation. He dealt with reputation. Took upon him the form of a servant. He was made in the likeness of man. He humbled himself. He became obedient unto death. Even the criminal death of the cross. Wherefore God exalted him. He said, I like that kind of mind. See, that's the mind of Christ. Say, I like that kind of mind. I like you not think about yourself all the time and your reputation. I like you not think about what you got. I like you not think about, oh, oh, this is about me and this is what I'm going to do. Can you shout praise Lord somebody? Can you tell somebody less of you and more of him? Tell another person less of us and more of him. In the name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. I say in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Now, we also know about a mind that is controlled by my kind of reasoning. By my reasoning. A mind that is controlled by what? My reasoning. See, we said Abraham, logosically from the logos, reason the word. And then, lest I forget this point that we mentioned last week, that... Logos means what? Reasoning expressed in words, right? So every time God gives me a word, he gives me a reasoning behind it to help me believe that word. See, the reason may not make sense. Can you shout amen somebody? I say the reason may not make sense, but there's a reason tied to the word. The definition of logos is what? Reasoning expressed in words. So if there is a word, there's a reasoning in it. Not your reasoning, but the logos reasoning in it. Remember last Sunday we talked about who? The centurion, right? In Matthew chapter 8, from verses 18 to 20. Who said what? I'm not worthy for you to come under my roof, but do what? Speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. Now, what was the reasoning? I'm a man under authority. I said to this person, go. And he goes to another, stay in his stays. I understand. Here's a reason that is helping me to believe that you don't need to come to my house. This is a reasoning. When there's a word, there's a reasoning that helps me from the inside to be able to now control my natural reasoning. Isn't God wonderful? He put all the pieces in place. He put all the pieces in place. So, so if God gives you a word today, it says you're healed. Something on your inside tells you, yeah, that's why you're healed. That's why you're healed. Not because of your head, but because God is giving you a backup to what he just said. Amen. I said, Amen. 
we have taught all night and cut nothing. Luke chapter 5 verse 5. Nevertheless, at thy word. See, we have done everything that we know to do. Nothing has happened. No improvement, no change. But, man, I, yeah, at, at your word, we're going to do it. This word has convinced me. This word has taken me to a new level of understanding that there's still fish in that same water. This word has convinced me that there's still what? Fish in that water. Why? Because that word has inspired me. Sometimes I don't get the reason directly, but I get the word inspiration. Why are you looking at me like that? Oh, church, just listen to me. Amen. I said amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. It's Mary and it's Martha. Now, amen. Now, so as you sit in church right now, as you sit in church, there's a healing going through. I said there's a healing going through. Now, when you receive it because of the word, it comes to pass. When you have to break it down to understand how is that going to be done, how is that going to happen, then you miss it. So in the mind reasoning, let's spend a minute on the mind reasoning, my kind of reasoning, the natural reasoning, it's all about you your feelings, your thoughts, your imaginations, what somebody said, what you're going through, how God does not understand what you're going through. If you're ever in that realm where it's just about you so much and not so much about the word of the Lord and all that, you understand that you just left God on the other side. Can you shout praise Lord somebody? Now, that's what is called carnal mind, carnal reasoning. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. Can we read it together? 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. What does it say? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. The natural mind. The natural mind, the Corinthian church is a Christian in church. But it can't receive. Can't receive the things of God. What's natural? Natural is suitcase, psychological mind. A mind that is inclined to what? Psychology. Reasoning in the in the mind realm. A mind that is given to too much of feelings, imaginations, I've got to break this, I've got to understand why, I don't know what's going on, da 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 da. That kind of mind cannot receive from God. A mind controlled that way cannot receive from God, even if they're in church. Can we finish reading there? Is that finished, verse 14? Their foolishness unto him, neither can he know them because they are what? Spiritually discerned. Now, if you look with me, look at verse 16 of that scripture. Verse 16, what does it say? The mind of the Lord, that he may what? Instruct him, but you have the mind of Christ. Tell somebody, I have the mind of Christ. Okay, so now you know what you got. But you got to let this mind then work, right? So that then the speed of God will control my mind because I already have it. Okay, you have a car, but if you don't drive it to work, you're still going to be at home. But the car is, is parked. It's your car. But what good is that? Yes, baby. What good is that? The car is there. The car is not going well. You're just sitting at home. Now I need to go to work. I need to go to work. But he says, drive that car. It's your car. You see? So a mind that is given to what? Too much reasoning in breaking down. In Matthew chapter 13, in Matthew chapter 13, toward the end of that scripture, the Bible says that he couldn't do much miracles in his, in his own hometown. See, in his own hometown. Because why? They were thinking, this is the carpenter's son. 
This guy's a carpenter, so we know where he's coming from. I mean, come on. We know his brother. We know all these people. We know the whole family. Right? We know everybody. So with that, they precluded themselves. And then they adopted a mind controlled by their thoughts. And they cut out miracles. And the Bible says that Jesus could not do what? Much miracles there. Verse 58, what does it say? He didn't do mighty works there because of what? Because of the unbelief. Too much reasoning led to what? Unbelief. Absence of faith. Too much reasoning. Too much thinking through. Too much trying to understand everything. I mean, God didn't call us to understand everything. He called us to believe. Amen? He didn't call us to understand everything, but he called us to believe. But the belief that we believe then gives us the understanding. Now, we want to understand before we believe. But God says, believe, then you understand. Are we together so far? Because in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 3 says what? Through faith we understand. Tell somebody through faith I understand. Amen. So we're going to walk on our faith this week. We're going to build our faith more. We're going to store more word in our inside. We're going to quicken our inside more. And we're going to ask God to help us meditate on this word more. Not just to read it, but to meditate so that it's abundant inside. And once it's in, abundant, it's in abundance inside, it will what? Come out of our mouth automatically. Can you shout praise the Lord somebody? So it won't come out until it's in abundance, right? So two verses a day is not an abundance. Does that make sense? you got to be in abundance. It's got to be in there. You've got to put it somewhere so God can then access it and, and take it from there and use it to bless you. Can you shout praise Lord somebody? But see, understand it. The word itself is got reason by itself. Okay? Now, last Sunday also we mentioned, I'm trying to close here, we mentioned something here that, that, that will excite you. That, how many of you are waiting for the evidence of what God has already done in your life? So how many of you? Amen. Just trusting God for the evidence. Raise your hand and wave at me. Raise it high. I can't see your hands. Praise the Lord. Give yourselves a big clap offering. Amen. Now, just because you're waiting means that you've not been believing it for, for, for it to happen. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Remember last Sunday, I wanted to be sure you were in church last Sunday. That's what I was looking for. And I, I found that nobody was in church last Sunday. I'm telling you. Now, why did I ask that question? Faith does not need any evidence. Faith is what? Evidence by itself. So, if God has done it, why am I waiting for a physical manifestation of what God has done? It's already what? done, ain't it? I say, is it done? Yes. Is it a done deal? Yes. That's why the Bible says in Romans chapter 4, verse 17, even God, which what? Who quickened the dead and what? Continuously calls those things that don't yet exist as if they existed. See, that's how God works. He keeps calling miracles. He keeps saying he's healed, he's healed, he's healed, he's healed, she's healed, she's delivered, she's healed, she's delivered, she's healed. He keeps calling continuously, bringing alive those things that are necros, dead, no blood supply, gone. Anything dead, God keeps calling them alive. He specializes in bringing dead things to life. Isn't that awesome? That's Romans chapter 4 verse 17. Even God. Who continuously what? Brings life to dead things. And continuously calls those things that don't yet exist as if they existed. Amen. Amen. That's why then in Mark chapter 11, 23 and 24 it says, Whosoever shall what? Say. Everybody says say. Whosoever shall say what? Unto this mountain be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not what? Doubt in his heart that what he what continuously says shall come to pass. He shall have what? Whatsoever he saith. 
whatever he continuously says. You don't say one time and shut up. You say it over. I am healed. I am healed. I am healed. I am delivered. I am blessed. I am prosperous. It doesn't matter what the devil puts in your mind. You tell the devil, I am blessed. I am prosperous. It doesn't matter how you feel. It doesn't matter what you're thinking right now. The victory has come. God has done it. And faith is your evidence. You need no other evidence. You need no other the proof because God says I have done it and what God has done is done even if it was dead before it is alive and is well did I hear you shout oh yes now he say he shall have whatsoever he continues to say and even if even if I didn't have it I created it for you you see, this is custom design answers to prayer. Hallelujah. Teacher, are you okay today? You okay? Okay, praise God. Now, if God says he does that, so what am I supposed to do? I'm supposed to do Keep talking. Just keep talking. Oh, you know, I'm a quiet person. Oh, there's no quiet body. Look at the day of Pentecost. Tell me how quiet Pentecost was. Everybody was a noisy gong. You make noise for the devil. Only the living can praise his name. You make a noise. Sometimes you dance in the midst of frustration. I mean, you are so frustrated, but you're praising God anyhow. I mean, things look so bleak, but you're magnifying God anyhow. Sometimes things look so bad, so hopeless, but hallelujah, you see the blessing coming. You see the breakthrough coming. You see that door opening. Then you see another door. Then you see another door. Then you see every kind of door opening. Can you shout hallelujah somebody? So then the Bible says, what? Faith is what? The substance. The title deed. The title deed. You have title to your house. You have title to your car. When it's paid for. You have title. Faith is what? The title deed for things what? Hopeful. Hopeful. Title deed. You have your title. You own it. It's yours. Put in your pocket. It doesn't matter whether it's in your pocket. It doesn't matter if it's in a safe. It doesn't matter where it's at. You own it. Tell somebody, it's my title deed. I own it. It's mine. It's mine. What I prayed for is mine. Yeah, yeah, it's mine. Because I got what? I got title. How? By faith. Faith gives me what? Title. No, 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 no. Faith don't give me title. What's wrong with that statement? Faith doesn't give me title. Faith is a title. It's not going to give me title. Faith is the title. When you feel like you got a title to a miracle, your faith has just kicked in. Hallelujah. And let me tell you something. Once you have that title, ain't no demon from the pit of hell that is going to shake your faith, that's going to shake your belief because you have that document in your pocket. It's yours. It don't matter whether your cousin, your neighbor, your brother, your sister, somebody comes tomorrow and say, that property ain't yours. Say, I got it. I got it. Look at the title. It's mine. It's mine. Faith is Title deed. For things what? Hopeful. The proof. The continuous proof. See, faith don't prove one day like this, and then tomorrow you start looking for it. No. In that Bible, in my Bible, it says that faith. Suits they have a problem. <laughs> Everywhere I go, I got my what? I got continuous evidence. Oh, it's still there. It's still there. Hallelujah. Oh, look at it. It's still there. Everywhere you go, you got what? Continuous evidence of things not yet seen. 
even if it is not seen continuously. Everywhere I go, I'm not worried because I can see it. Look at it. It's there. Can you see that? Is it there? Is it there? Looking unto Jesus and he continues to show me things that don't yet continuously exist. You go in the morning, you can't physically see it. But you look. He's there. He's there. So then, Elisha is able to say, they that are with us are more than they that are with them. Can't you see? Oh man, I can't see nothing. Well, your faith is your sight. That's why we walk by faith and not by sight. Reason is because my faith is bigger than my sight. Your faith is bigger than your sight. What you see can never be compared to what you don't see. For what a man see yet, why doth he yet have faith? Amen. I keep seeing it. I keep seeing it. Everywhere you go, you see it. Because that faith is like wearing. Well, it's like. You know, I'm just doing like. It don't mean. Am I wearing something? What am I wearing? I'm wearing glasses. So I know it's there. Everywhere I go, I know I'm wearing it. So that faith makes you see clearly. I can see clearly now the rain is gone. Na 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 Amen. That faith makes me see clearly. The flood is gone. The house has come. The car has come. The promotion has come. The breakthrough has come. Can you see it? Yes, of course you can. You can see it because your faith can see it. Does your body feel it? Maybe no. Does your hand feel it? Maybe no. Does any part of you feel it? Maybe no. But praise God, your faith can see it. And once your faith can see it, it is done. You need no other evidence. Have you been blessed so far? Tell somebody, I got evidence that evidence does not understand. Amen. I said amen. By the law of evidence, by the law of evidence, once I have that faith. You remember the lawyer lady told us on Sunday? Sister Tangela told us on Sunday. The law of prima facie. Evidence-based reasoning. That you can reason based on evidence. The word of God has its own evidence. And once it flows through you and is digested and broken and absorbed into your system. See, just because you swallow food does not mean the food is absorbed already. Does that make sense? I mean, you don't just throw something in your mouth. You try to masticate. Mm-hmm. Now, after you do your mastication, then you go through the reflex of what? Swallowing, right? Uh, then it passes from that stage in the mouth. And then it travels to another part of the system. Ah, oh, thank God. It finally went down. Ooh, hallelujah. And you know, if you get stuck, there's a problem, right? Ah, oh, hallelujah. So it goes down. And the stomach from through the esophagus, and the stomach takes over from there. And then the stomach has plenty of acid. Plenty of acid. You know, I heard some people the other day carrying gallons of water. I saw somebody coming, big, huge gallon, four gallons or something, five gallons of water. He said he's trying to keep his pH at, alk- at alkaline level. And I said, I said, come, 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 let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. When God designed your body, their pH, 7.4, your normal pH for your normal body homeostasis is already what? Alkaline. You can drink all the gallons of water you want. 
please drink. But that don't mean you're changing anything because God is already fixed. It cannot be 7.6. If it's 7.6, you're sick. If it's 7.1, you're sick. You don't want acidosis. You don't want alkalinity. You don't want any of those excesses. The 7.4 is already alkaline. That's how God said it. Amen? Now, my faith makes me to see Sister Vicky is blessed. Because I see it. See, they look at me like that. I said, because I see it. Okay, all right, okay. My faith makes me see that you are blessed. Oh, I thought the amen would be louder. Amen. Okay, two things are about to happen this week, okay? Those of you that are going to take that word and masticate and digest from the stomach to the small intestine before it goes to the colon. Those of you that are going to go to that process of meditating on that word as in Joshua where he says, This book of the law shall not what? Depart of my mouth, but I shall what? Meditate there on day and night that I might observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then I shall make my way prosperous and I shall have what? Good success. What's the scripture for that? Joshua 1, 8 and 9. Right? Right? <laughs> right? Yeah, okay. Praise God. So that word also brings me what? Inspiration. It brings me inspiration. Go with me quickly in closing to Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12. Thank you, Father. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12. We're closing. Can, can we read that together? The word of God is alive and full of see that full of power uh-huh and sharper sharper than any two-edged sword piercing pier, the word pierces the word does what pierces it goes through anything there's no barrier to the word of God, I'm telling you. It goes through plants. It goes through drums, guitars. It goes through amplifiers, speakers, walls, metals. It goes through anything. The word can pierce through anything. Pierce into what? The dividing apart of what? So, oh, did you see that? So that word logosically can tell me what is coming from my head, my mind, and what's coming from my spirit. See, the word can tell things apart. See, the word, when it's broken, can tell things apart. He tell me, that's you, Steve, that's you now. Son, that's you. Can't think that way now. This morning, woke me up and said, keep moving, son. You know, I told you, can't stop. Just keep moving. Just keep moving. See, anytime you stop, you start thinking about yourself. Just keep moving. If God is real, fine. God is not real, fine. It's too late. I just believe that's it. Hallelujah, everybody. You think I'm crazy, that's fine. God is real, fine. God not real. I believe our faith. Nobody's business. So why are you looking at me like that now? Isn't that too late to not be an unbeliever? Is that not too late? Oh, okay, you're not answering me. So it's not late for you then. I thought it was too late for you to be an unbeliever. I said, isn't that too late to be an unbeliever? Tell someone it's too late. Say it's too late. Now, so the word of God tells things apart from me. It tells me when I just slipped into the mind realm Thinking about myself. The word would just tell me. You're on the wrong lane. You should be on 610. You're on 45. If you continue on I-10 West. You're headed to San Antonio. You're not in Houston. You're trying to go to Dallas. I-10 is not where you're going first. You go 45. And he said, my daughter, you're on the wrong lane. That kind of thinking is wrong lane thinking. That wrong lane thinking is going to bring some stinking. 
<laughs> Can you shout amen? I mean, it's going to cause some things to stink in a minute before you knew it. Because it is wrong lane what? Wrong lane thinking. Amen? But you want to be on the right lane, right? Now, it says that word will tell me, that word will tell me if what? I am on the right track or not. I'm being controlled by my mind or I'm being controlled by the Spirit of God. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8 from verse 5, if I am mind, flesh control, it is death. If I'm spirit control, it is life and peace. And I want the peace of God. And that's the reason that Philippians 4 verse 6 can happen where I can be anxious for nothing. I can be worried for nothing, but in everything but praying, supplication, or thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And it says what? And the peace, the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. I know it's a garrison around my mind, the peace of God. You don't have that peace today, then quickly get back on the Holy Ghost track, and that peace will be back, and that peace will be back. And we're going to continue on this series, How Faith Works. Have you been blessed today so far? Have you been blessed today so far? Give a Lord a mighty clap offering. Amen. Do you have evidence for your healing? How many have evidence today? Shout amen. How many got a proof? Shout amen. The proof of things not yet seen, even if they are continuously not seen. Can you shout amen? God is awesome. Let's work on it this week. Let's grow our faith. This whole month is about how faith works. Let's tend to our feet. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.